Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Basking in the residual Halloween glow. Mm-hmm. We're still covered in the Halloween mm-hmm. slime. Yep. Covered in pumpkin goo. Which Hi, is, everybody. Uh, which is what I call my seed. Hi, everyone. <laughs> my name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Last Night in Soho. Yeah! Stands for uh, Sopos. Last Night in Sopos. Uh huh. Last night I had a dream. There was a girl. I got this kind of gift. And you are? Sandy. I can see people, places. So I'll see you again. And they were to find me. But they're not just dreams. They really happened. What did you see? A girl murdered. Like a hose filled with soap. Soap hose. Oh, sure. Yeah, when you want to get everything clean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just hose them down with the soap hose. <laughs> um, uh, Jesus Christ. This is an Edgar Wright film. It is. It's the first Edgar Wright film in a long fucking time. Well, since Baby Driver. It's been like five years since Baby Driver, hasn't it? Hi, how are you, Tom? Oh, hello. Hi. Fine. I'm fine. (laughs) We never just talk. Um, Okay. Yeah, I guess it is. We talk all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I I speak to you more than any other human being. (laughs) On these movies, on on these, like when we talk about movies, we just get Uh, right into it. There's no foreplay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We just dive right in. We don't. Yeah. We don't even try to get it ready first. Yeah, a lot um, of friction, a lot of scra- a lot of chafing, <laughs> a lot of chafing, There's a lot of chafing in the opening two minutes. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess it has been a while for Edgar Wright. Um. It doesn't feel. It feels like his normal output. I don't know. When was Shaun of the Dead? Was like what mid two thousands? The Cornetto. The Cornetto trilogy got banged out pretty close together Shaun of the Dead was 2004 I think right um 2004 2005 uh Hot Fuzz was like 2007 and World's End was oh okay World's End was like 2012 I think if yeah so that's been about right yeah yeah Baby Driver was like fun but I I've never gone back to it because there's you know a lot of monsters in that movie Mm -hmm. uh oh wait uh, and then then there's fucking Scott Pilgrim in between Hot Fuzz and Spock scott pilgrim right smart pilgrim um, yeah but not pilgrim uh i also think that i know this isn't about those movies but like baby driver his directing style i didn't actually think was that fun for action um because he tends to edit a lot he's all about them cuts and stuff yeah uh, and it just didn't seem like a proper fit this is his first attempt at like a movie that's more horror than comedy i wouldn't even call this a horror comedy this is a straight up horror movie. Not a yeah, it's horror not, drama. It's a mist. It's a supernatural mystery. Is what I would call yeah. it. Uh, yeah, with with it it dip it splashes around in the in the shallow end of the horror pool. But yeah, uh, yeah. it's it is not it comedy. No, get that out of here. It is this it's movie. It's got is, a couple moments. It has it, 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 well, yeah. like a normal movie. It has a couple of light moments. Right. but this is not a comedy whatsoever. Yeah, uh, yeah. horror mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of this movie? Um, I I liked it. I think it kind of falls apart in the third act. Ooh, okay. So it's not perfect. I really, yeah, I really like, I guess what I was getting at here is that Edgar Wright's style plus horror, straight up horror, I really liked. I loved what he did for this, like how he makes things scary. I really liked it. Um, It was more of a tension buildup than like jump scares i thought he went for yeah and it's disorienting disorienting Uh, yes 
he went for almost like the shining style way of doing mm-hmm. ghosts very much so yeah the yeah. shining yes yeah, like, uh, the tinges of uh well maybe not how but I, like it just just in how disorienting it is like yeah he, you're meant to ex- be experiencing what the main character is experiencing which is just like a, it, an assault on all angles yes. Yeah, I think he I think he did a fucking fantastic job. Um and I think I don't know, would you agree that the thing that I'm like, hmm, on is the actual script, is the story? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a very difficult story. Um because it's it's trying to be a mystery, so it can't do the thing you you think it's going to do. Or you can't it doesn't it's like clearly not going to do the thing that it's setting up what do you mean uh where it's like oh this innocent woman was killed like that's so straightforward that you kind of smell twists coming it also the her her murder doesn't happen until shit like an hour and 20 minutes into the movie yeah it's a slow burn well it's Uh, like yeah like this the movie hmm so for people who haven't seen this you should probably see it. you should probably watch it because we're going to spoil the shit out of it it's about a a young girl who wants to be a fast fashion designer Mm -hmm. moving to london and they set up this idea that they they honestly this was felt um like they didn't need to but they set up this idea that she's got the shining essentially yeah uh and and so you she's susceptible and her mother took her own life because her mother couldn't handle uh, presumably couldn't handle being this sort of vessel mm-hmm. and going into a place like London where there's just so much history yeah uh and violence it's it's that's one of the things that struck me about the movie when she's talking to Diana Rigg her landlord about uh you know was there anybody was there anything that yeah. ever ever bad happened in here and she's like somebody has died in every room in london somebody's died right. in every street corner in london living in america you forget how fucking old of a city london is yeah oh yeah uh it's ri- yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah. um it's the more east you go the older things get mm-hmm. starting with california like living in new england i remember yeah oh yeah a house that's 200 years old that's no big deal. And then you go over to actual England and you're like, they're like, please, 200 years. Like castles. Psst. Fucking castles yeah. are there. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Fucking Hadrian's Wall. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah, sh- sure. That's a, that's a cute 200 year old uh, fucking uh, uh, yeah. steakhouse or whatever the hell you've gotten. Right. Colonial Williamsburg. The, there was some news like four or five years ago where they dug up a parking lot and found a king. Richard III. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like <laughs> it was in a fucking parking lot. Yeah, it's so funny how that shit happens. Where it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my uh, kingdom for an economy car. <laughs> uh. And any anywho, yeah. So she she goes to this dorm and it and it, they they do everything they can to make the dorm as awful as possible mm-hmm. in a very familiar way that dorms are bad. Yeah. Uh. They're obnoxious. So, yeah. <laughs> It's... Yeah, and this girl, she's like kind of a kind of a hipster. She's really into the '60s. She keeps to herself. She doesn't work in the dorm, so she. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call her a hipster. She nah. is more a. Uh, oh man, it. I mean, she's the kind of person who would get teased. Like, uh, it, yeah, she's ex- a weirdo. Extremely introverted. She wears very old-fashioned clothing. She's obsessed with the '60s. It's she'd get picked on like it's this is the kid that gets bullied unfortunately yeah. like a very quiet mousy nerdy uh person right part of but the side subtext of this movie is the 60s sucked where it's like oh this girl's obsessed with the well, 60s one of the, and then yeah. she actually gets to experience it and it's like not fun if you're a woman is it well it's not <laughs> it's just like, it's yeah. not yeah it's not just the 60s the movie's about one of the well, main yeah. themes of the movie is about demystifying a lot of things yeah but yeah, it, uh, the the theme they like she goes she takes a taxi there mm. and the taxi driver is a creep immediately and they, creeping on her. Yeah, they very much uh, frame it as like you know what's a horror movie? Just being a young woman, being a woman in this in <laughs> yeah. any city. Yeah, yeah. And so they there's that there's that level of it, and there is an underlying theme about yeah shitty dudes uh, throughout. Um, uh, yeah there's and a lot of stuff about actually, yeah, predators and it's 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 about things that have a glossy veneer but like as soon as you get a little bit below the surface it's like really 
really uh, scary and dark and not not the rose rosy picture you thought it was. And it does that right. with, a, with a lot of things. So she moves to this uh, flat. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it, right? Sure. Uh, uh, and this old lady uh, runs it. Um, and uh, she starts uh, when she goes to bed. She starts seeing what a young lady was seeing in the sixties. Yeah, it's all in the trailer. Yeah, uh, and then you think, okay, this is this young lady. She goes to a club. She's going to be a star. She meets uh, uh, a handsome young man. <laughs> she who's going to be. She meets one of the doctors who. Yep, she meets Skynet. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Fucking yeah, Matt Smith was Skynet. Yeah, that's, that's right. I was like, don't trust him. He's Skynet. Um, and uh, and basically, she starts seeing the the life of this woman every night, and slowly becomes more and more horrible that she doesn't want to go to sleep. Because this woman uh, is gets promised to be a star, becomes a a, a background dancer, which is fine, uh, but then is uh, basically uh, forced into sex work. I mean, it's not fine. The show that they're doing is uh, man. That's 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 the first scene that you get in the movie. Oh, that's the, that's the first taste you get that like it's this is it's really this is really bad. What I just she's meant got being a background dancer. Being is a background fine. dancer is fine. Being a background dancer in the show where she was is very much not fine. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's, it's an audience all of men. Of they're, of, they're of, doing a marionette, sexy marionette. Yeah, it's it's very. It's very flesh parade. Like it's this it's yeah. this room full of dudes clapping and whooping and hollering and and it's it's dark. <laughs> like, yeah. It's real dark. You're like, "Oh shit." And so what basically the narrative goes from that to she is forced to uh yeah, to to sleep with a bunch of men and is eventually yeah. murdered uh by the, the by Skynet. By Matt Smith, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so it's becomes the the our main character who has met an old man uh, at the pub she works at mm-hmm. who just sure seems like a murderer and sure seems like uh, old Skynet. Yeah, it's, it's Terrence Stamp. It's fucking General Zod. Yeah, it is <laughs> Richard Donner <laughs> Superman. Absolutely, uh, Chan- and- Chancellor Valorum. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's this. It's her being haunted and it's fucking up her regular life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the mystery unfolds where we, uh, where she assumes he's the murderer, and this is like one of the first twists you kind of see coming because it's not; a, it wouldn't be a movie if it just played out like this, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it turns out that he was actually a cop mm-hmm. in an earlier scene, which that cop only exists to be him. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and so he's not actually the murderer. He gets hit by a car, which is part of like a running gag she has with him, where she keeps almost getting hit by cars after talking to him, mm-hmm. uh, which was cute. And then um, the reveal is that the the woman didn't actually die and is her landlady. And it wasn't that she got killed. It's that she killed all of them. All the dudes. Yeah, she uh, killed. She killed Matt Smith, and then Matt Smith systematically killed every single dude in his little network of creeps. Yeah, and, and so she stuffed their bodies in the walls of the house. Yes, which I really liked that detail. Uh-huh. I liked the ghost, the creepy dude ghost, and so this is where they have to walk this line because the old woman is not a good person. Mm-mm. When she realizes what happened, when she realizes she's being found out. She poisons our main character. Um, the house gets lit on fire. Stabs she stabs her the boyfriend main, in the her stomach. Boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then the 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 ghost the ghosts uh, scumbags are like kill her, save us, and she has to have a moment where she's like, mm, "Fuck you guys no. too." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's the line they have to walk, where the yeah. victim is also uh, the villain, uh, and the the and the victim, uh, yeah. Where the victims are villains, basically, across yeah. the board. Yeah. Uh, yes. And I really like that nuance it's, of that. It's, it's a, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I, 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 it's a nuanced exploration of, of, yeah, of that, yeah. And basically, um, the old lady takes her own life. Uh, she and just the sits movie down ends. while the house burns down. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I, I do have some stuff I want to share, uh, grievances. I want to know what you think. What issues you had with the third act? Well, um, 
the first of all, it's uh, I mean, the first two acts are pretty good. The act, the first part of the film is great. I think uh, when she gets mm-hmm. to London, uh, starts having the dreams, gets really into it. like she's she's vibing hard with with this lady whose name yeah. Sandy. Sandy's the lady from the past and. By Anya um, Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy, and then Thomas and McKenzie is the uh, uh, Eloise or Ellie, who is the. What is she? Where do I know her? Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Ooh, yeah, and, she was great and in that. Old. <laughs> <laughs> She's the uh, daughter in Old. Uh, that's pretty uh, funny. She's killing yeah. it in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Everybody's great. doing great. I was. Yeah, um, yeah. We, me, and Hannah <laughs> going to see it. Where I was talking in the car about how Anya Taylor Joy. Is like this actress designed to be both seeming like a prey and a predator, and mm-hmm. she can really because she's kind of a blank slate. Like, uh, and they 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 literally do that exact thing in this, uh, yeah. which I thought was neat. They do a little bit of it in in a fucking split too. Yeah, and in the witch. <laughs> yeah, it's it's and it's, in the witch. I think yeah, it has a lot ha- to do with she has uh, such an interesting face. It's like other she looks otherworldly almost. And she's an amazing actress. And she's yeah, a great and I would actress, say the yeah. Queen's Gambit as well. I haven't uh, watched where, that yet, but yeah. Ooh, yeah. Where her characters are often, yeah, they're complicated because she's. You can really imprint a lot on her just from her looking at the camera. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go on, go on. Um. So yeah, it's where she's really vibing with Sandy and like starts dressing like her, and it's really influencing the work she's doing at her uh, design college. Uh. Uh, but then the dreams start getting dark and she starts getting real like like she starts seeing the ghosts during the day and like uh, it's it's starting to become uh, where she's just a getting problem. more and more harried. Yeah. You know, like and, and running out of class and like almost stabs a classmate in the face with uh, scissors. Uh, yeah. Which is that's a bad thing. Like, not you, cool. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's bad. It's in the script. That's bad. Uh, cause that she, she does that. And that's like, there's serious repercussions for that, that we just yada yada over. That's, uh, Hannah pointed this out when we left. The boyfriend is a big problem, uh, because he's just a smile and he just doesn't, he just accepts everything. Yeah. Uh, he just welcomes every red flag she throws at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the reason was to counterbalance how shitty almost every other guy in the movie is. Yeah. Like they they wanted to show like look they're not all bad right he wanted to show simultaneously because she's coming she's coming from the country and like she leaves for London with that warning from her grandmother where she's like listen London is it's not what you think it is you have to be careful uh, and so like the first of course the first person she encounters is a cab driver that's really sleazily hitting on her and being creepy and scary right uh, so she's sort of like. And everybody kind of seems creepy and scary. And then she meets this guy who, yeah, is just a smile. Um, but, but he yeah. is he is the second person she meets, I think. Uh, yes, but she she blows him off. Like, yeah, he, she he judges offers, him. Yeah, because she just met the cab driver. Yeah, they make that. him out to be part of that pattern at first. And so it's supposed to be showing, like, not everybody's scary. Yeah. Um, so um, I think my problem came in first with uh the the second chunk of the movie where she's just kind of coming unraveled goes on for too long because it's like okay what's it, it feel it feels rudderless for a while yeah and then, and then it ends with that fucking stupid ass clumsy uh shitting next to the toilet reveal with Terrence stamp it's the sweatiest stupidest reveal when they do oh, it he gets hit by a car and they he say gets, his name he gets hit by a car and she's like oh Lindsay!" and he's like his name's not jack no his name's not jack he's Lindsay!" and she says that and delivers it like that and it's like from that point uh, it just i don't know like that that reveal really bugged me <laughs> it was There's like so sweat. so There's sweaty some... and clunky and just like what was even the point of this so obvious, I don't know. It it takes so long to get to the reveal that oh, Sandy was murdered. Uh, that this, but then it, she wasn't. And then she, yeah, then of course we learn that she wasn't. But it gets so long to get to. It takes so long to get to that point that it's just the. We don't have time to consider him as a red. The only reason you would be considering him as a red herring is if you saw the trailer beforehand. You know what I mean. Like we have okay. no reason to think he's fishy outside of 
oh, he was a scummy kind of pimp because we assume he's Matt Smith, even though he wasn't. They don't. Um, yeah. yeah. The, it was the thing where, like, when they introduced the cop, um, I was, and then they, they do this brief scene in the flashback where a cop uh, is, like, nice to her, but still kind of creepy. S- sort of nice. Um, like, sort of nice. Yeah, sort of nice. I, I, yeah. I, he's, not, he's not great. No. But they do this sequence, and then they just sort of move on, and it was like, well, that's got to be him. Yeah. Because, like, that's, that's either going to be the secret killer or the old man. Or both. Or both, um, yeah. Because it was just like, you don't put a scene like that in. Like, it's that thing where if you have to sneak in something like that, you have to give it a reason to exist mm-hmm. other than being that. And they they did not. So it's just like, well, that's clearly yeah like there, an there's important a, character. There's a lot of things like that. Like the, the she, her fucking bully ass roommate jocasta which i understand the purpose of that character we needed that character to she is a monster she's a fucking monster just for like no reason <laughs> but like they he i guess the char- the character exists so to get her out of the dorm and into her own uh, apartment but um like when she almost stabs jocasta in the face in the library that's like that's a serious like she would get thrown out of school the cops would show up like she rushes off to get security and uh, Ellie runs out of the building being chased by ghosts uh, as the police are arriving. Like she would be thrown out of that school and probably in jail because she right. almost killed someone in the middle of the library in front of a dozen witnesses. Like they you do don't thing. write that. Why would you write that into the movie? Like why wouldn't we have the boyfriend character like you said who's just a smile and is just there to like be cool and accept everything just have her almost stab him in the face like why have it be Joe Casta because that adds an extra complication that in in point of fact is so complicated and has such serious repercussions that they just ignore them because it would ruin the movie to have to deal with those repercussions so it's like why the fuck was that in there right you know what, I mean? what they yeah what they do is they basically so sh- from that point on, it's just one kind of rampage of movie, ghosts and chasing. And the, the movie's and the, a, a mess from that point on, in my opinion. That's fair. Um, well, yeah, what happens is she does that. She gets chased by the ghost. She sees Sandy's ghost outside, follows her through an alleyway, mm-hmm. um, and then goes to the pub, right? Yeah, she gets, follows she follows Sandy's ghost. Man. Yeah, which leads her to Terrence Stamp for some reason. Why would Sandy's ghost lead her to Terrence Stamp? No idea. Right. And then and then she confronts him. He get he gets hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Um she finds out it's not actually him. She calls I'm just I'm recapping it for myself too. She calls her grandma. She's like, I'm gonna go home. Mm-hmm. She goes home and like at this point I think the idea is like she's at large, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, she goes to the house and that's of course obviously when you know oh it's the old lady just because it's like well we're hitting the third act uh and edgar wright's very good one of the things he loves to do do is make it not introduce any new locations he loves in the first act setting up everywhere you're every gonna be. single location yep yep and uh, that is often very a very yeah. effective thing to do yeah and so you realize oh it's all gonna go down in this house um the house goes on fire. They do the confrontation, and then she gets dragged off in an ambulance. Mm-hmm. And then we just do hard cut, and we like hard cut to her doing great. Uh, and yeah, she's back at school. End, end of her first year, she has a a, a sensational, uh, uh, I guess, first year project showing off her new clothing, and then standing ovation. And even like her roommate Jocasta gives her like a begrudging applause. The woman she almost stabbed in the face with a pair of fucking shears. Right. Um, that's, yeah. yeah, and that's where they they basically cut, they hide that all in a cut, mm-hmm. where they say, and everything's fine, and it's like, man. Yeah, because they introduced something that was so complicated, it ruined the story, so they just ignore it. Yeah, that is a problem. Um, and there are solutions. Yeah. Like, I don't, I would argue they didn't need that woman to be so shitty, um, because they already make her dorm life awful. If yeah. they made her just, like, passively, the thing where she keeps, like, co-opting her tragedy right um, that was enough you, yeah that was enough and <laughs> then make enough. it so that she's fucking in the room and that like they didn't need her to be such a like a mean girl yeah uh, it's it's weird that like jocasta is obsessed with tearing ellie down every chance she gets it's like why 
Yeah, I think they were they were playing with the idea because they do the part where she's at when she hands them the drinks at the party that I flagged that because I was like, oh, that looks suspicious. And we learn it's almost like a gaslighty thing where she has to consider, oh, did she drug me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they drop that immediately. And I that was weird to me because at no point except for that one scene, does the film pose that idea that it's in her head. It's like, well, we know she's psychic. They made her psychic. Yes. So that's, like, that's the other major problem I have. Uh, so f- finish that thought. I'm going to well, swoop it's in. Just, it seems like they are opposing ideas as if they, if they wanted to do the, oh, is it all in your head? Have her mom have a history of mental illness. She did. Uh, but no, but they do the psychic stuff. It's all the psychic stuff. They never explicitly say that her mom saw ghosts. They just said her mom had mental problems and killed herself. Well, she says that, but like what the grandma keeps saying is like, she says to her grandma, like, I haven't seen her in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's implied that the, this is a family of psychics. Like, I, I thought in the first 10 minutes, oh, they're a family of psychics. Oh, I didn't think that at all. Oh, I just, because- I just, I just took that as gr- her grandmother is aware that she will see her mother's ghost. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't and know. She's, had, she's had a break. She's had a breakdown before. Yeah. That's, it, it just to seemed indicate. to imply that they the grandma was talking to her not like she has a mental health issue mm-hmm. but that she had the shining yeah like, no, her I, grandmother it, her grandmother accepts that she sees ghosts yeah without question yeah i was i just i guess i believed it because the movie made it seem like okay that's the premise mm-hmm. like uh and so that's when when that brief moment of like are you sure there wasn't something slipped in your drink it was like no, of course not. Like, like she's seen ghosts. Like, yeah, that, that idea was like, unless they had flashbacks to show, like, oh my god, every time she saw this stuff, someone handed her a drink or something to eat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like the fact that she was seeing it throughout, it, we didn't really need that. Um, yeah, it's. I think it was maybe just to diffuse her going to the police. Um, after she see after she has the vision of of what she thinks is Sandy's murder. Right. The um, police but stuff. Like, we don't need that we didn't need that extra element to understand why the police wouldn't believe her like of course the police wouldn't believe her you come in like i had a dream about a murder that took place 70 years ago they're gonna be like all right that's also (laughs) where i think 60 years ago i think that's the slog you're identifying is i didn't need her to go to the police i didn't need any of that um the old lady could find out just by looking at her art or like you know, like the the only reason the police get involved is because they need the old lady to realize. Yeah, but at I mean, it makes point. sense. It like you would go to the cop if she if she. Yeah. So like, I didn't have a problem with that. What I had a problem with was it's it's kind of we're we're touching on it. It's the fact that okay, so we're presented from the beginning, from the very first scene, we're presented with the idea that Ellie can see ghosts, and not only that. Uh, not only that not only that she sees ghosts but like her grandmother accepts that it's real like we just we all accept that it's real so so from jump right we know that she actually sees ghosts and like every dream she has about sandy in the past is literal like this is literally what happened to sandy in the past the only time it's any different is when she sees sandy's quote-unquote murder and the only reason it's different there is so that we don't know what the ending is yeah, that's the only reason the twist, because all those things that they're setting up, it's it's structured like, of course, of course there's a twist, mm-hmm. but you are, the movie creates a system where you're expected to believe this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And they, and yes, they, the movie lies to you. The movie tricks you. In the movie order breaks to create, its, it, it breaks its own breaks rules to get its, to get its twist, because that is the only thing she sees that is not literally true. What's weird is that a lot of what we're identifying uh, could be avoided very easily. For example, if she doesn't see the murder, she just sees the knife get raised and screaming, and then the, and then that's it. Um, then it's like, oh, she got murdered, and then you reveal like, oh no, had you seen a second later, you'd see that no, she killed him. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, that's it's it's a lot of really easy fixes. Like we didn't yep. need we didn't need Joe Casta the- giving her the drugs. We she should have tried to stab her very agreeable boyfriend in the face because he would just let that go. I also think the boyfriend has a line where he's like, "My aunt's into crazy stuff." He could have said uh, like something a little more like 
my sister had mental health issues or like I've I have, you know, like something where it's like you understand why he's trying (laughs) so hard. Yeah, I think because she's throwing so many fucking she is terrifying. Uh, She's yeah, she's behaving like, yeah. He um, should I mean, be I, I, mad at her, and he, yeah. or he should be upset. And every time he's he gets, she screams. He he gets kicked out of the the house because she's screaming uncontrollably. Um, he cuts his feet on a mirror, and then the next day he's just like, "Hi, are you all right?" And it's it's nice, like it's good that he's forgiving because, but he's not seeing the movie we're seeing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the stabbing in the face thing. It's like. At what point should he be like, I think we need to get you somewhere. Like, I think we mm-hmm. need to get you to the police or in somebody's custody because you are having a breakdown Yeah, and you are trying to murder people. Yeah. So like he, it didn't feel like, like it, he, it, it sort of hit a point where it's like, okay, buddy, <laughs> like you need to get away. Yeah. She's going to get you stabbed and almost yeah. lit on fire. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you stay, you got you get you're gonna get stabbed by Diana Rigg. Yeah, um, yeah, it's that bugs the shit out of me. Like it's the uh, just it's it's like um any number of those like Perfect Stranger or movies like that where it's like the movie has to lie to you and break its own rules. Right. Like here's it's what's like, funny. It's just uh, here's what's funny is my head was like I was aware of that. Like when I left the theater, I was thinking about that. Yeah. And I had this like since like i literally just watched this movie i think you did too um mm-hmm. since coming home it's been bugging me a little um what's funny is that i'd never pinpointed it because the execution in my opinion of all the scares was so refreshing to me i really liked how this was directed yeah it's a well-directed uh, film it, it it kind of that was enough for me to really like this film even recognizing all this yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's not a good script. There, there's a no, lot of that's, problems. That's kind of always been Wright's problem, right? Like he's he's a like he he's an excellent director. He makes these crackling films that are fun and engaging. He knows how to do a lot of different styles, um, and and he, it's such a, a unique style that that is his own. Uh, but he's not the best writer. <laughs> I would argue he it's not that he's he I think he's had a lot of really good um well-written movies. I think obviously uh his first 3 I think outside um, I think honestly outside of the Cornetto trilogy and I wouldn't even call Worlds well Worlds sounds okay uh but like Hot Fuzz is like the tightest of those I think. I just it's more that he can be hit or miss I think with his scripts. Like, I don't I know. Think, like it's like uh, Scott Pilgrim, um, Baby Driver. They're like, yeah, I, I think those are the two that are bad. the weakest. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, again, I haven't seen Baby Driver in a while. Did we yeah. review it? No, no, it came out before we were doing this. Okay. Um, I just think I think it's because his directing is never is never in question. So it's I think it's his writing is definitely the the weakness here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and all of, the, I mean, all of in his this movies case, are are very well directed, and it's you know, kind of shaky. I also scripts. think his dialogue is usually really good. It's the broad strokes that we're talking about for the most part. It's like mm-hmm. uh, it's broad strokes, and in this case, I never. I think this is the shakiest some characters have been, or rather, oddly two dimensional when they didn't have to be. Yeah, um, especially considering like the two lead, main characters, Ellie and Sandy, are so complicated yeah and they're really good yeah um um man those sequences movie, are awesome <laughs> like the, yeah. when when they're seeing each and then the the fucking dance uh when oh, she yeah. when it's the two when when it's she's having her first dream about sandy meeting oh, that and it's Smith, cutting and between that is so good the mirror the reflections when she's going up yeah. and down the stairs and it just it's not even just that you know they keep switching uh ellie and sandy in and out in camera i think I'm pretty sure it was all in camera during the dance. I think some are. I think some are. Some. some yeah, you're, you're probably right. But a lot yeah. of it was enough of it was in camera for me to be impressed with that angle of it, and also just like the dancing is like really fucking cool. Like it's just yeah. a cool dance. Music was good. I liked <laughs> the the Halloween dance scene. All right. Um, yeah. I thought that was really that was really well edited. Mm-hmm. Uh, having that Susie and the Banshees song and like yeah, it, it was just a it was like a very powerful scene. Yeah, he's very good at these very powerful 
like really effective scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's I don't that uh, the fact that her just her one vision, the most important vision, the vision of the murder, was just not true when everything else was a hundred percent true. Like that's really that's a big t- problem. That's really hard for me to get past. That's a big problem. Like, because yeah. they, they, again, they try to explain it. She says like, in a way I died up there and it's like, yeah, but nothing yeah, but is not in a way that she, Yeah. There's yeah. nothing metaphorical about Matt Smith stabbing you 20 times yeah. in that scene. In a way I died up there and it's like, sure. But in a very literal way, you killed him. Yeah, you uh, massacred Matt Smith. <laughs> like, why didn't she see that vision? And honestly, if you wanted to do that, again, you do it where they set it up like it looks like she's gotten murdered. Yeah. And then you do, you show the end part of it later, like she sees it and sees yeah. what really happens. There's um, there's a lot of ways to get around it. It's just, uh, I don't know. And, and, I don't, and then that kind of leads into... The reveal in the parlor when she's sitting down with Anna Egg to drink tea or whatever, and then she just fucking she already knows Diana Rigg at this point already knows she's going to murder Ellie. Uh because the cops have already come by. She's uh, yeah, she set that tea up. Yeah, she set the tea up. She's gonna poison her with the tea. She already knows she's gonna murder Ellie, but then offhand She's like, oh, by the way, I picked up some of your mail by mistake. You can go through that stack over there. The only reason that's in the movie is so that we can get a point of view shot of Ellie rifling through the mail, and you can see that uh, Diana Riggs' first name is Alexandra, which is Sandy's name. Yeah, that was really weird because- only fucking reason it's in there. And then 10 seconds later, she reveals that she's Sandy. So it's like, why did you- (sighs) Why would you I, set this domino up to be knocked over immediately? Like, and it's so well, sweaty too. What's when weird it about yeah? What's weird about that is that I thought I had missed something because I was like, oh, is there something important? Did she get an important letter? Did the cops mail her nope. something? Uh, and so I thought I had missed something, and then later they just cut to the fact that she has a fucking picture of Sandy on the. It's right there in her fucking have, parlor. Just have her see the picture. Just have her see the picture. Just have yeah. her look over and go, the, oh. The mail? Like, why would this woman who is about to murder you be like, oh, by the way, go pick up the, I got some of your mail by accident. You can grab it from that stack. You would not say that. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. There's some sweat. There's a lot of sweatiness it's in the lot, third it's, act. It's, I'm telling you, the third act fucking falls apart. Yeah. Well, what's, again, what's so weird about all these things is that they're the very way, easy fixes. They're very easy fixes. They're they're bizarrely easy fixes. Uh, that's that's very interesting. Uh, I'm not sure very, what to it's do so, with it's that. It's so strange. Yeah, and it's that it's the it's that little like yeah the the third act is a big old mess. And then <laughs> my God, that Terrence Stamp reveal. No, he, that's Lindsay. Fucking right. what? <laughs> that, that that's what? weird too because they give him like a nickname right Hansy is what they call Hansy. him and so that's a good way of getting around it where it's like they like to they wanted to it to be ambiguous because it's supposed to be yeah oh god is he the killer um and yeah that that was weird it was weird if from that point on the movie is a real mess <laughs> well I think you identify it's when she goes to stab her in the library. That's yeah, the yes, that's yeah, yeah. It immediately precedes that the Terrence Stamp reveal. Yeah, yeah. that gets it's, us into the third act too. Yep, um, yep. It's it's yeah, that's very strange. Um, it's like it's like building a le- a glorious Lego pirate ship and then just throwing it on the floor. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's <sighs> what's I don't know. What's weird is everything you're saying is true. Um. Weirdly, I don't care uh, about sure. the like. Well, I I guess I do because I I did come out of this not like in love with it, but there was just so much visual stuff. The way he directed horror in this, um, which I feel like we haven't touched. Like he he did the lights out thing in mm-hmm. this, and, but way better. He did stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. he does a part where she sees the ghost coming. It's in the trailer. And you see the outline of the ghost coming down the stairs, and there's a blinking light, and it keeps disappearing every time, but it's a strobing light, so the ghost keeps getting farther and farther down the stairs, and then and then grabs her. There's a lot of those. I Again, I really loved how she, he did the, the, like, the murdered men, mm-hmm. how they looked, and how they have this blurred out face, because it's through Sandy's memory, apparently. Yeah. 
uh, the reveal that they're yeah they've been under her the whole time and under around her and, her and in the walls. See, that's that's a, that's a solid reveal. That's a that's like an old timey sh- horror sh- reveal. Yeah, you know? it's very it's very Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, like, it's just very gothic horror where you just oh I've been sleeping in a tomb of dead people this whole yeah. time and I just didn't had no idea. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And then mm-hmm. yeah, just like the beginning fantasy dreams, they're still you you they still feel off because they're so there's dreary in nature there's, yeah there's, there's a dread after that that first one is very rosy and this is very intentional like we said one of the themes of the movie is the demystifying uh all these things that we tend to hold up um as you know modern-ish fairy tales or you know uh yeah. but yeah after that first dream there's like this sinister tinge to everything and it just gets more and more awful every time she has to the point where she doesn't want to go back to her apartment and go to sleep because she doesn't want to have another dream yeah that was i loved that evolution Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's just very fucking Mm -hmm. it's ridiculously tight in the way it's directed which is Mm -hmm. funny because it's insanely loose in the way it's written yeah the script Uh, the script is a pretty pretty big mess yeah. In, the, in, in the last uh, chunk there it is that's fascinating yeah um i'm just like i'm fascinated by the fact that like again i feel like i was uh, semi-aware of it but i walked out of this movie not really noticing that shit had you mm-hmm. not brought it up i probably would have it would have taken me like a week to be oh, like man, yeah it's stuck in my craw the second yeah. they they the second they revealed it and i was like hang on yeah <laughs> that's hang not on. what you told us that's not that's... the rules you told us right you can't calvin ball this shit just because yeah. you want to have this twist we talked you about gotta do the work times. to get the twist yeah consistency is key especially yeah when you're doing something like a murder mystery or something with a lot of twists or something uh, that something that deals with supernatural, where conventional yeah. rules, our conventional understanding of the world doesn't apply. So you need, and when so much, when the movie's entire premise depends on us accepting that what she sees is literally what happened, well, you can't, you can't, you can't just change the rules to get an ending you want. Here's the only way that can work, and it's not how he presented, is if, see, that's the problem. Is that, again, that what they're doing, they're doing the shining thing. And that's a really, it's my favorite type of ghost, which is that it's to say that the ghosts themselves um, have some awareness, but they're mostly just playing out their memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for the end when the ghosts are literally talking to her. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's that. And so you can't even give the excuse, the ghost or Sandy is tricking her. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. That's the only way it can be inconsistent is if the ghosts or a demon or whatever is specifically lying to scare yeah. somebody. But yep. that's that's the problem is the rules are very specifically she's it's the shining rules. She's watching the memories. Um mm-hmm. and that is that they there's ways they could have gotten around it. If they made the yeah. memories exaggerated at times, if they I made them more like of a yeah. metaphor or you uh, or you go from the reveal you go back and show us that the things she had saw weren't exactly true but we don't do that yeah um so yeah like i don't i don't i don't want to sit here and fix his script for him like <laughs> no of course not it's just it's interesting i think that's a layer of it is how yeah it seems like it's 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 hard because when you're writing a script obviously it's like this house of cards yes. and everything has to fit yes and and there, there's this weird point where, like, it always happens where an outside party shows up and they're like, you know, you don't need that piece anymore, right? And, it, you like, a piece that used to be load-bearing, you've built up such a different structure that you real you you don't even, re- like, realize it. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, I had that in to make up for this other thing that I deleted three drafts ac- ago, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, didn't need yep. that. Yep. And this does feel like it has a few a good amount of pieces like that yeah um again i would i would argue the entire starting premise that she's psychic um i didn't need because it's all presented at first as dreams so it's like oh so she's if having it's these dreams yeah if it just led to the reveal that you are surrounded by dead people then yeah, yeah. that it's haunted it's a of haunted. course she's being haunted <laughs> yeah like m- other horror movies don't have to set that up yeah. um Unless 
I mean, again, like the the idea of The Shining, which makes it work so well, is that yeah, it's presenting the idea everywhere is haunted. Um, but only just only certain people can see it. Yeah, only certain people can tell. Uh, and that's I I I liked that a lot. But yeah, it's fine. I don't mind the, the psychic angle. I just mind that it fucking breaks its own rules. That's one of right. my biggest pet peeves of movies. Well, I do. I just think that there's like some extra because she never sees other ghosts of other stories. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like you don't really need the fact that she is uh, like, again, in The Shining, they're seeing layers upon layers of ghosts mm-hmm. of different stories playing out. Whereas this, it's one very specific thing she's seeing. So it's like, well, yeah, you don't need that at all. Um, and, and the movie did feel slightly too long, too. Yeah, it did. That, that it spins its wheels for a long time in the in the second act. Yeah, and that's interesting. It, it, take, because... it takes too long to get to the quote unquote murder. Yeah, it needed some cuts. It yep. needed it needed a pass. It needed an outside person. Well, the, um, it's, it was this the story by credit is Edgar Wright alone, but the screenplay is him and another person. Okay, I mean, yeah, we don't know how this was made. So yeah, we don't. I'm not going to sit here and speculate, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. Overall, I I mostly enjoyed the film. It's it's hard to his man. His style is so cool, uh, and it's he's such a good director. Um, it's like candy for me. Yeah, it like, really is. I, I'm I'm gonna watch this movie a bunch, probably. Um, and I'm I'm glad I can confront what's wrong with it. Uh, because there is a lot. Yeah, there's a lot wrong with it in the writing. Uh, it it really didn't matter to me. I I sure, really enjoyed fair. it. Yeah, I, I me too. Like I said, I I mostly enjoyed this movie. His style is like, it's what I want people like Wes Anderson to be more, or Cl- Quentin Tarantino, where he doesn't get in the way. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, he can he can quiet himself down when he needs to. Yeah, his style is it's 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 like noticeable. You can tell you're watching an Edgar Wright film. But it's not so noticeable that you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it doesn't break you from the story being told. Like, yeah. th- like this feels less exuberant than his other films. Yeah. But if you watch any of the scenes, they still do the things he does. Like, the quick cuts, the big, mm-hmm. the quick cutaways, stuff like that. But he knows when to do them in appropriate ways. Yeah. Uh, he's very, he's very good director. Yeah, there's no comedic element to this movie whatsoever. So like, yeah, uh, I mean, obviously there's a couple of jokes in it, but like, it's interesting that he can apply that style and that pace uh, that we have so you know for the past almost twenty years just associated with comedy uh, primarily mm-hmm. uh, to a completely separate genre, and it's it still like a, it still works. Yeah, it's little things. It's like a sliding scale, like in uh, Hot Fuzz, like hard hard travel cuts where he's sitting mm-hmm. there and they do he loves the what are they called match cuts uh where it's i don't know you would know before i did it's the idea where he's on the bench and he's sleeping and then boom suddenly it's night yep um or, or like oh you're traveling in, in the way they do it in this is like she's traveling in a car and it looks out the window and then it comes back in and she's traveling in a train and they don't do these like very hard pronounced uh noisy edits Mm -hmm. they're a lot it's a lot gentler um the cutaways there's still fast cutaways but a lot of it's in like a lot of like when edgar wright would do the fast cutaways he'd usually do them in succession and they'd come with big sounds and this there's like smaller sounds they're not as the intent is different too like the, the, the tone he's trying to like the angel coming to the village and hot fuzz was meant to be like slap bang boom like you know yeah uh, and then her going into London is supposed to be more whimsical and dreamlike because she's so excited to go. Right. Or even before that, when she's dancing around the dress and she opens a drawer, they do the cutaway, they cut back. It's like, still, it, it's still it's muted, all, though. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It, he's able to. Yeah. He it, Basically, he's e- able to do his style on a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really neat to me. And then he yeah. introduces new tricks in this, I think. Yeah. Uh, again all the way he does the ghosts and stuff like that uh it looks really good even though a lot of it's very digital um you know the ghosts the 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 uh the dudes are all kind of their their effects are they're very computer heavy uh yeah still it still works um yeah there's a couple of goofy moments with the ghosts like 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. Uh, here's what it is: is it's not your traditional type. He he he's not afraid of the light. No, uh, which a I lot appreciate. of the, a lot of the haunts happen in in in, in daytime. Yeah, I wouldn't say this is the scariest thing for me. Um, no, but it's it's one of those things that I think a lot of horror directors need to do more because it creates a situation where, like, he was very good at the idea of like at any point something could happen, and so you always feel on edge for that reason. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, yeah. there's no one just jumping out at you. It's none of that, really. Not really. They're they're always teased before it happens, like what you said yeah. with the ghost coming down the stairs. It's a lot of that. Yeah. So I don't know. I want to see him do more straight up horrors. Me too. Horror films. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's you know I don't have much else to say. No. I yeah. think We're done. I think we're done yeah. talking about this. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's definitely worth seeing. It's a it's a it's a pretty good movie. Uh. It it, it has a major narrative flaw that i've i've beaten to death at this point so i won't belabor it any longer it, it, I would, uh, but i, most, I, I argue, mostly i mostly enjoyed this i would say people play this word fast and loose i would call it a plot hole it is yeah there's a there's a few there's a few that her almost stabbing joe cast in the face and yeah the 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 vision thing that we already talked about yeah these are logistical problems with mm-hmm. the rules that they set up yep um other than that, yeah, go see it. You're going to see it. Of course you're going to see it. Yeah, of course you're going to see it. It's good. You probably already saw it. Hopefully you've already seen it because we've ruined the movie for you. Yeah, we, you we destroyed this movie. Yeah, we beat this movie to death. We hit mm-hmm. this movie with a car like Terrence Stamp. <laughs> we Terrence Stamped you. I want to know about his life, his swinging life. Oof, yeah, he even he walks like he's he's fucked a thousand people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's, looks, he's, he's, yeah. he nails it, man. He's yeah. killing it. He is. He's got to be 150 years old at this point, too, and he, he looks great. He does look great. <laughs> he's doing great. He's on top of the world. He's killing it. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Well, shit, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I want to tell you guys about our Patreon real quick. If you go to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed, uh, for $5 a month, we have uh, some exclusive podcasts on there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spiel Boys. Uh, those are all on there for for ten dollars a month you can also jump into our movie nights where we watch you know movies at night yeah uh, how about Friday that? nights yeah and uh yeah that's it yeah we also have a store go head over to gameplayandemployee.com where you can find a link to our teespring store where we have uh, all kinds of cool original designs and artwork for uh our different shows uh you can get it on t-shirts and, and mugs and stickers and posters and all kinds of cool shit so check that out i just got our new molder shirt it's oh crisp. yeah Mm. It's beautiful. I mm. love it. Just breaking ET's jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck ET. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think I did that last time. I don't know. I don't know, Listen, man. All of you these run together. <laughs> all of these run together. We'll guys. do. Yeah. We'll do a section. We'll be like, and now it's time for the ET impressions. Yep. As long as we keep talking about that shirt, I'm going to keep making the same joke. So yeah, that's fine. Be, be ready for that. <laughs> <laughs>